it's very painful because you're basically saying what you want to talk about is not important for me because my discomfort about this conversation is too uncomfortable for me. So I'm not going to even give you the privilege of discussing it, even if it's uncomfortable for me. This is Hope to Recharge. I'm Atana. I'm here to guide you and support you through your challenging times navigating through depression, anxiety, and other mental health struggles. Hello, everyone. I hope you had a lovely first week of 2023. God, it's a tongue twister to start saying 2023. Hope your 2022 had a lot of good in it. And if it had a lot of challenging times, I hope you were able to reflect back and make some kind of awareness of what you want to change moving forward and what you would like working better in 2023. I often say that the only way of knowing where you're going, if you have awareness, I've been speaking a lot about mindfulness and awareness and giving ourselves time to, to be, to pause, to feel, to think, to process. Mindfulness is the number one thing that we need in order to know where we're going next. If we are not mindful of where we are now and where we want to go, how are we going to get there? So mindfulness is definitely a tool that I am practicing a lot lately. I think I practiced it most in 2022. And I did a lot of silence more than the usual. And I loved every moment of it. My kids make fun of me that I crave silence. And I do. And that's okay. So if you have been following me for the last two years, the last two years, my big New Year resolution, which was only one thing, and I didn't do something that is like climbing Everest or writing a book or accomplishing something besides accomplishing something that I'm working on myself. So the last two years, I've been working on something that I said, okay, I have to work on it a little bit more and I want to talk about it today and my experiences and what I learned and what I need to learn more of. So in 2020, I realized that I need to listen in order to understand, not in order to respond. To listen, to understand, not in order to respond. I did this in 2020, then in 2021, then in 2022. And I am going into 2023 knowing that I did a very big transition already in this and understanding it and understanding myself, understanding where it's hard for me to listen, why it's hard for me to listen. What is true listening? What is true listening? What am I hearing? And what am I listening? And what is the difference between them? And why is it so important for relationships? And why is it vital for when we're supporting a loved one that's going through mental health? I've been getting a lot of requests lately to help parents that are struggling with a teenager or a young adult that is struggling with anxiety or depression. And what I'm hearing from parents a lot is that the child wants to say something or reveal something or to express what they're going through and the parent cannot hear it anymore. The parent is just overwhelmed by the pain, overwhelmed by life stopping, overwhelmed by appointments, and they don't want to hear anymore how their child is struggling. And a lot of times our children want to just be heard. So many times when I'm with a client or somebody that wants to an intake call with a potential client or somebody that just wants to ask a question, one of the most common things that I hear afterwards when they want to say thank you to me, they'll say, thank you for listening. Thank you for understanding me. Thank you for being a place that 
I can feel safe sharing what I have to say. Now, they didn't say thank you for fixing my problems. They didn't say thank you for giving me clarity. Thank you for showing me the path. Most of them are thank you for listening. Thank you for understanding me. How powerful is that? One person, I, one person that was going through something physical, a physical pain, and I said to them, how can I support you? They're like, and then they said, your listening is the biggest support that nothing that you can send can support. And I said, wow, that's so powerful. Just my empathy and my caring was enough for them. And they didn't want anything besides that. That was enough. Now, why do I say I want to listen to understand not in order to respond? Growing up, I felt that I wasn't, I feel like I wasn't heard enough, that I wasn't understood, that I had so much in my mind, so much in my mind, and I wanted to share it, but I was shut down. And what I found was that I was very much in an argumentative mode. And I right away go into argumentative mode when I feel like no one is going to understand what I want to say. And I realize that it really affects how I have a conversation with someone. So I either become argumentative or I want to fix. And I realize, and especially with loved ones, like my husband or children, they'll say, you're, they'll say to me, you didn't even finish hearing what I had to say. And I'll say to them, no, I know what you're about to say. That is the one of the worst kinds of listening is saying, I know what you have to say. I'm going to cut you off because I don't have patience to hear what you have to say. And the person is feeling, wait, no, I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me out. Even if I say it numerous times, because by me sharing and by me expressing, by you giving me permission to share and elaborate, elaborate, you're giving me permission to express myself and let out whatever is inside. When I cut someone off and say, no, I understand. I'm saying, I don't have time for you. So much time for you. Let's fix this. Let's move on. I want to say what I have to say because what you're saying is not really important to me. Ari really helped me with this a lot to I wasn't aware of this. I really wasn't aware of this. I kept on saying I'm ADHD. I am ADHD. And I think it is part of my issue. But it's when I want to listen, I can really listen. When I'm interviewing, I can really listen. When I'm with a client, I can really listen. When I'm with somebody that I want to hear everything they have to say, I keep quiet. Why is that? It's because when I want to, I can what I realized is, and I noticed after a lot of family members were telling me that I cut them off or I respond, or, but you're not listening. And I'm like, no, I heard every word. And then I realized there's a huge difference between hearing and listening. And I said, okay, slow it down. Close your mouth, even if you know already what you want to say in response, even if you know what they're going to say, let them express it. Let them take it out because it's part of the healing experience. Now, it's really hard to be on the receiving end when you're hearing the same thing over and over again. For example, I'm going to give you an example from my own life. My five-year-old son, every day he wakes up and he says, mommy, I don't want to go to school. Do I have to go to school today? Now, I've never had a child like that. He's my fifth child. All my kids were very okay going to school. And even if they didn't, they never complained about it. They were very on time. They were really good about it. I'm blessed. My last one, my my five-year-old, even though he's very on time and everything, he's like, can I stay home? I don't want to go to school. He has anxiety. He has anxiety. And I haven't figured out what it was about yet. But I am so grateful that I'm working on this listening to understand, not in order to respond, because my old self, my old matana would say, you're going to school. I know. Don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. Push it off and just say, don't worry about it. 
you're going to school. No, you can't stay home. No, it's not an option. Now, as soon as he wakes up in the morning, he asks me and I stroke his back and I say, I know you don't want to go to school. I know, Mishael. I know. And then I say, what is it like? And I start a conversation and I give him a hug and I say, what is it like? to not want to go to school every day? What do you want to do when you stay home? What is it in school that you don't want to go to? Is there a particular part that you don't like? Is there something that frustrates you there? Is it something that is too long? And it usually says it's boring, it's boring. Do you sometimes feel stuck? Do you wish you can be somewhere else? Do you have a vision of where you want to get to, but you just don't know what the first step to take in order to get to that life that you're dreaming of? How did I shift from deep depression, from extreme anxiety to a thriving life, to a productive life, to a life full of joy? I put many things into practice and it's every single day. Many of you know that it's gratitude, a healthy mindset, boundaries, self-love, and one of the most important things that many people don't speak about self-forgiveness and forgiveness to others essential for healing if you want to work one-on-one with me on these topics in order to move forward towards that dream life that you have a vision of click the link below in the show notes it's a custom made program for you one-on-one with me we will develop a concrete program that you can implement in your life so you can create a better well-being click the link below looking forward to working with you I try to get into a deep conversation with him to understand what. And I'll say to him, so tell me more. What goes on in class? Who are your friends? So, and then a magic happens. I stroke his back. I give him a hug. And I said, I know you don't want to go to school, but you're so brave and you're going to go today. You're going to have to go today, Michelle, even though you don't want to. Give me a hug. Let's give a hug. Let's hug it out. And then we'll count the days until... Friday, which Friday is a short day and he knows it's only two hours and then Shabbos and then Sunday. And I said, I hope, and I say to him, I hope that one day you're going to like school because it must be really hard to not want to go to school every day. It must be really hard, but sometimes we have to do things even though it's really hard. And then every day the conversation evolves differently, but I'm listening versus shutting him down. And sometimes when he's repeating it over and over, but I don't want to go, but I don't want to go, but then I feel like my anxiety is going up and I'm like, I really don't want to hear how much he doesn't want to go because when I hear how much he doesn't want to go it causes me pain because there's nothing really I could do about it because he's not staying home today once in a month I don't mind if my kids stay home I'm very into mental health days my older kids especially take off whenever you want cool I could care less I'm very pro take your mental health day but him staying home first of all I can't have him stay home because I won't be able to watch him all day because I work and my husband works and there's not going to be anybody here to watch him. And second of all, it's not good for him. It's not good for him to stay home because he needs to get to school and he has to study and he has to be with his friends and it's good for him. He comes home from the bus, off the bus every day with a huge smile. I think this is what keeps me going every morning because when he gets off on the, every morning, I see a huge smile. Every afternoon, I see a huge smile and he's and I say, Michelle, how was your day? He's like, great. And then right away, he tells me all the good things that happened in the day. And so I know he's not suffering there. I know there's some kind of anxiety, some this idea that staying home and yes, yeah, staying home with mommy is a lot of fun or staying with his friend with his brothers and sisters at home are fun. Weekends are very fun by us. So he has that desire and maybe the social anxiety is really hard for him. So 
I ask him sometimes, would you like me to speak to your teacher? Is there something specific that we could do to make it easier? Should we start something to look forward to? Do you want, or just staying within the conversation about it. But I don't bring the options until he lets out all of his pain and his sadness. Now, the problem is, as I said, that I feel anxious. I'm feeling anxious the more he's repeating it. So I take deep breaths and I say, Matanai, this is not about you hear him, feel him, hold his space for his pain. He just wants to know that my mommy hears me. My mommy is here and she won't abandon me with my pain. So validate, validate. And even with older kids, even with your spouses, even with adults, validate, hear what they're trying to say. Sometimes when the people are talking, are you listening to the in-between words? I'm ve- One thing that I'm really good at is picking out words and saying they chose one word instead of another word. There's something lying underneath here. Underneath this word, there's a tremendous amount of pain or struggle or a story. And I'll zoom in on that. If you can tune in and ask yourself, remove yourself from the picture and say, what are they trying to tell me? And then you can reflect it back to them and this is very positive conversation. And you can say, are you saying that this and this is going on? Is this what I'm understanding now? So it could be also out of anger or out of frustration that somebody's talking to you. And we can have that conversation that I'm really not good at. And I'm why I went into 2023 with listening to understand not in order to respond is when I'm not happy with what I am hearing. If somebody's attacking me or there's an argument, I want to be right and I want to be heard and I want to quickly shut the conversation down that I'm right. But wait, slow down, Matana. Even if it's not something you want to hear, listen to understand what's the other person trying to tell you? What's their experience in this story, in this conversation? Don't just hear the words. Be present. Put away the phone. Be in the moment. Look them in the eye. Hold their hand if you can and say, I want to hear. I want to hear. Now, if it's somebody you don't love deeply, it's really hard to do, but practice it with the people that you love deeply because that's where you really want to put the effort in. And then you can go and have it in other places and people start feeling safe speaking to you. Now, a lot of people say, I feel so heard by you. They say it to me, which is not irony because my family members don't feel that way or now they might feel a little bit better because I've been working on it for almost three years. But the irony is that I do have empathy and sympathy where my discomfort doesn't come in. But when my family members are having a discomfort, I'm feeling uncomfortable in the conversation and it's hard for me to be present and it's hard for me to listen to understand and it's hard for me to engage but I need to breathe through it I need to ask myself what do you need now in order to stay present in order to not say okay let's not talk about it I grew up with a father that very is a very loving and kind father and an amazing father but one of his things that were that is not so healthy in my point of view and in my upbringing that I don't want to have this in my house is that there were topics that if he wasn't happy to speak about them, he would say, drop the subject, drop the subject. We're not talking about it. There's no way to talk about it. And it's very painful because you're basically saying what you want to talk about is not important for me because my discomfort about this conversation is too uncomfortable for me. So I'm not going to even give you the privilege of discussing it, even if it's uncomfortable for me. So I think that byproduct of me coming out 
with this understanding that I wasn't a good listener and I was like in the fight mode of I want to quickly get my words in. I wasn't really listening to the other person and I want to create an environment with my loved ones that they feel safe speaking their mind. And even if I disagree, we can agree to disagree and we can still be friends. We can still be, we can still be in a relationship. We can still, I could still love you if you're my child and you disagree with me. I could still love you, my husband, Ari, even if we disagree and we could put it aside and say, okay, it's not personal. But to hear what's behind, what are the clues? I had a mother come to me recently and she was sharing with me the struggle of her son. And her son is going through a very difficult time, a really difficult time. And she asked me if I can work with him. And we had a few sessions and and her son was sharing with me certain things that happened in his household. And she kept, she wanted to know a little bit more about what was, what he was discussing. And I always ask if it's okay to share this with the parent. And he was okay with me sharing. And he said to me, my mother doesn't get it. She just doesn't get it. And she doesn't want to get it. She's so stuck in the way she is, she doesn't want to even look back and see where she went wrong. And I was trying to explain to the mother, listen to the clues of what he is saying. Is there something that's preventing you from achieving your goals or interfering with your happiness? Maybe it's anxiety or stress. BetterHelp.com will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online with a broad range of expertise available depending on what you need and the services available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send messages to your counselor. BetterHelp.com is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches that make it easy and free to change your counselors if you need to. And it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp.com wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit BetterHelp.com slash hope to recharge. That's BetterHelp com slash hope to recharge and join over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You'll also get 10% off your first month. Once again, that's betterhelp.com slash hope to recharge. Look at the body language. Look at the tone. Hear the tone. Listen to the tone. Look at his eyes, his mouth. There's so much language when we listen, when we're in versus hearing his very bypass. I could tell you what you said, but I don't really understand what you said. Maybe I can be a parakeet in it, but listening is something deeper and to see the clues behind it. And I think it's a fundamental part of also listening to ourselves and saying, okay, What do I want to say? And what part of me is not being heard by me? Let's listen to ourselves. Let's be silent. Let's listen to our inner voice. Let's listen to our dreams, our fears, our worries. Let's listen to understand and sit with this silence. I often say sit with the silence. It has so much to tell you. Listen to silence. It has so much to tell you. So what are we listening in silence? We're listening to our emotions, to our thoughts, to our body language, how we feel, where we're stuck, our dreams, everything. We're listening. We're listening in silence. So what's the inner voice inside us trying to tell us that we're not, we might be hearing, but we're shutting down, we're avoiding. So listening to understand and to have that empathy, that deep empathy, you are worthy enough for me to listen. 
and to care even when it is so uncomfortable. Now, I say this a lot to people that are supporting. You might need breaks between the listening. And sometimes you have to say, I would love to hear what you have to say. You mean a lot to me. I can't do it right now. Can we do it a little bit later, but you must make a time and you must, don't leave them hanging. Show them that you care. If it's a crisis, obviously, you like if you love the person, you don't want to say that. But sometimes you have to say boundaries, healthy boundaries, so you can listen, especially people that are living with people with anxiety. It can be very draining. So maybe we need to hire someone to listen. Therapy, a lot of times, is to have somebody listen to them in a safe way some of my children are in therapy and it's for them to feel safe, to share their emotions in a safe place, in a vault, and they can express themselves out loud instead of just hovering with it in their mind. And maybe they don't want to share everything with us in the open, or maybe they don't want to analyze it with us, or maybe they feel like it's going to be too painful for us or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Or maybe they think that we won't understand them. So hire someone that can help listening, to help with the listening, holding space for them. Because true listening is holding space. And it's one of the greatest gifts you can give a human to listen, to understand, not in order to respond, not in order to fix, not in order to give advice, not in order to show them how much you know, but just to hold them in their voice and say, I got you. It must be hard. Or that sounds exciting. Or tell me more. Or how does that feel? Take it all. Take it all. And when you feel drained, you can take step away and say, let's continue a different time or whatever it is. But if you want your children or your loved ones to feel safe to share with you, to feel safe to come to you when something is really hurting them, show them that you're listening and not shut them down by saying, you don't get it, you're drama, you're overreacting, oh, it's nothing, oh, it's not a big deal don't make a big deal of it. It doesn't hurt. It's not such a big, it's not, don't make something out of nothing. Oh, you're always over, overreacting. Those things are toxic. If you can't listen, you could say, I hear, I hear what you're saying. I might disagree. Maybe we can look at it a different way, but that's already a little of a distance between hearing and listening. Anyway, I hope you got some tips from this insight of what I'm going into 2023 really working another year on this muscle because this muscle needs a lot of work. And what I tell a lot of clients is it's not about a quick fix. It's for long-term muscle building, just like anything else. We keep on practicing it. And something that's not our nature, we're going to have to practice our whole life and just get better and better at it. See where our red flags go off, see where our triggers are, see where we need to put more roadblocks into falling off and saying, okay, keep it in check. Yes. Very often Ari says to me, are you listening to understand? And I'm like, okay, you're right. Start over, start over. And I'm grateful that he tells me that because it brings me right to mindfulness, awareness. And he's doing it because he knows that I care and he's not doing it as my police. He's doing it because he knows that I'm working on it and it's important to me. And it's important for our relationship that I should listen to understand. Even in the heat of a moment of our argument, I want to understand because when we understand each other, we can show up better for each other and we can grow our relationship. And it's all always evolving. There's never end to working on a relationship. So 
part of listening and real, and the more you know a person, you think you know what they're going to say. So you're not giving them the benefit of the doubt. So the more you know the person, the more you need to work on this muscle. At least I do because I'm, my muscles are very weak from all the years that I've been speed listening. I call it speed listening and fast forward on double speed, on cutting off, on skipping. It's like skipping ads on YouTube and on double speed when you listen to a podcast. So that's what I was doing to people when I thought I knew what they're going to say or when I didn't have patience to listen to them. That's a wrap. Hope you enjoy this. We're After this episode, we are going to be publishing an episode with Tali Rosenbaum, a very exciting episode that I've been looking forward to publishing. I love her work. She's from Intimate Judaism, the podcast, and we are going to publish the episode that we speak about some traumas that can happen within a healthy relationship, a se- sexual traumas that can help happen in a loving, healthy relationship. How can two people that love each other have sexual trauma from each other? Is that possible? Does it make sense? Does sexual trauma only happen from outside of the home? Does it only happen by predators? Does it always happen from creepy people? Or can it happen also by by not knowing enough, maybe? Okay, I'm not going to reveal it. You'll have to listen. It's a fantastic episode. I share a lot about my journey. I hope you like it. Thanks for listening. Welcome to 2023. We would love to hear from you. We would love to engage with you and hear what you want to hear, what we can provide in this upcoming year on Hope to Recharge. Thank you for your support. Thank you for being a part of this community. Bye till next time. Thank you for listening till the end. We highly appreciate all of our listeners. And Mental Health Together is better. You being here means a tremendous amount to us. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like some extra boost of information and inspiration that is not on the podcast, you can go to our website, hopetorecharge.com. There's some premium content that for the cost of a cup of coffee, you can download some amazing information that will help you, a tool that will guide you through life. So don't skip a beat. Don't hesitate. Go to hopetorecharge.com and see what other offerings we have there for your mental health well-being. Thank you for joining us. And remember, if you enjoyed this and you want to say thank you, the best way of gratitude will be by you leaving a review or a comment or sharing this with a loved one. There is no greater form of gratitude for us. Thank you. Bye till next time. Looking to reduce your anxiety and stress, relax your muscles, or get a better night's sleep? Check out Maxifies.com, 100% legal hemp, where you can find doctor-formulated, lab-certified, high-quality CBD oils, tinctures, and other items, cultivated, grown, harvested, and packaged in the United States, and available in different sizes and strength formulas. Check out Maxifies.com, that's M-A-X-I-F-Y-Z.com, and use coupon code HOPE to get 10% off your order, plus free shipping. That's Maxifies.com.